0: the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse!
2: Welcome to 2024, and welcome to the return episode of Matt Spectro, Through the Multiverse. Hope everybody had a happy holiday, happy new year, and we are back here in 2024, kicking off another year, talking comic books, talking animation, talking superheroes. Welcome to episode 116. Glad to have you all back. It's a very special episode, technically the New Year's episode, even though we're a little behind the times. If you've ever listened to this podcast, I'm going to briefly explain the rules, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Rule number one, this podcast, we talk about comic books, we talk about animation. That's all there is to it. Rule number two, I'm a huge fan of Team Up comic books. Marvel Team Up, DC Comics presents Brave and the Bold, Marvel 2-in-1. It's a Team Up podcast. Every week, me and a guest talking comic books, talking animation. Rule number three, and most important we got to have fun. Like I said, thanks for joining us for episode 116. I hope you all had a happy holiday, and we're going to have a great 2024. Might see some changes. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but we're going to have a good time as long as I'm here and as long as you're tuning in. Like I said, team up episode. Normally, this is a very special episode outside the norm because not only do I have one guest, not only do I have two guests, I have four guests. A rare occurrence doesn't happen very often on Matt Spectro through the multiverse let me bring them all on first he's the youngest panelist of this episode he's the well i wouldn't call him the spider-man expert but spider-man superfan welcome back to the
3: multiverse jordan hello thank you for having me back i'm super excited
2: also on the show he is the flea market flip champion welcome back the one and only the iron man expert francis
4: hello thank you for having me back
2: And last and certainly not least, professional internet troll and Green Lantern expert, the one and only Dave Walker. Yeah,
1: Twitter didn't know what hit him.
2: Well, gentlemen, good to have you back. Hope you had a happy new year. I did. I did. Happy new year. Happy new year. And we're all ready to kick off. uh, This is a tradition of the uh, four people on my New Year's episode. Normally we do it right at the end of the year, but this year got behind a little bit. We're kicking off the year. With four people. Now, we've done some additions since you guys were all last here. Now, we start every episode with trivia. We're going to hit some trivia. We're going to be talking to Super Friends today, so all of it relates to the Super Friends. i got a question for each one of you, and a bonus question if we have to do a tiebreaker. Are you all ready?
1: Ready as I'm ever going to be. All ready.
2: Let's go. Jordan, we're going to start with you. Oh, boy. Which... Came first. Challenge of the Super Friends, the all new super friends hour, or the world's greatest super friends.
3: The world's greatest
2: super friends. Bah, 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 eh. <laughs> well, I would give it to the other you but with multiple choice, he's already eliminated one. The first came in nineteen seventy seven. The all new super friends hour. Dave Freddy, I no doubt you both knew that. I actually I did not.
1: (laughs) I own every episode on disc, and I can't remember. the 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 chronology is so convoluted, I can't remember. Franny, of course I knew it. (laughs) Of course, you (laughs) lie,
2: Dave. You've never had trivia on this. I have not. So uh, none of you have actually. Even though I implemented this after the last time all three of you were on the show last. Dave, what DC supervillain was originally supposed to be a member? Of the Legion of Doom, but was pulled due to being used on another cartoon. Joker? Ding, 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 ding! The man is correct. The nice. Joker was supposed Woo! to be on the Legion of Doom, but Filmation was already producing the Batman cartoon, and they had the rights to use the Joker, not Hanna Barbera, is why we got the Riddler in the Legion of Doom. Yeah, see? All right, Franny, you gotta get this right, or Dave has won. Are you ready? I am. What DC superhero was supposed to be a member of the Super Friends, but they were unable to do due to a creator rights issue?
4: Can I phone Julian for a hint? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Julian, the trivia expert, if anybody was a long-time listener of the show.
4: Hmm, rights issue. I'm going to say Captain Marvel.
2: Uh, Dave, you might know this, so I'm going to start with Jordan. Jordan, what? DC superhero was supposed to be a member of the Super Friends, but due to uh, some creator rights issues, was unable to appear. Hmm.
3: Let me think. I'm trying to think which character.
2: do 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 guess dun, all right. dun, 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 dun.
3: i would say the atom
2: <laughs> <laughs> equally dubious because the atom did appear on the super friends so. ah. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right
2: dave you can uh, solidify your already lead with what <laughs> dc superhero was originally supposed to appear in the super friends but due to our rights creator rights related issue could not appear
1: i am going to go with the guess that tony isabella made a made a stink, and Black Lightning was not included.
2: Ding, 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 correct. (laughs) Black Lightning was originally supposed to be on the Super Friends, but the issue was, because of the the creator rights, either DC would have had to have paid him a portion of what they got paid, or Hanna-Barbera would have to cough up more money, neither of which happened... So they just infed, blatantly ripped off the character and made and Black we Vulcan. we got
1: Black Vulcan, which should have What a crime <laughs> that we didn't get Black Lightning. Uh, like, Black Lightning <laughs> would have been really cool on the team. Oh, well.
2: And thing is a uh, fun fact on Static Shock. Dwayne McDuffie had wanted to bring Black Vulcan into that,
3: and due to another creator <laughs> rights, he had to do another knockoff. <laughs> Wasn't Black Lightning, like, a teenager? Static Shock was, never oh, Black sta- Lightning. Oh, Static Shock. Oh, man, yeah. I'm way out of it. But they all extend from Black Lightning. <laughs> all
2: right, Dave, uh, the... Two for
3: two. The Undisputed Trivia Champion. Did you Did you losers hear that? <laughs> undisputed.
0: <laughs> Woo! Good Captain guesses.
3: Champion of the world.
2: Captain Marvel was not a bad guess, but I think uh, also because of Filmation got the rights to that character just a couple of years after this as well. So if you haven't guessed, episode 116, we're going to talk the Super Friends. Now, not for Jordan, but for myself, Dave, and Fran. It's the cartoon we all grew up with
3: and loved. Yeah, I kind of grew up with it, My that exposed me. <laughs> that is technically true.
4: Actually, Jordan's probably seen it more recently than I have. <laughs> he,
3: he was force-fed
1: it. We put toothpicks in his eyelids and made him watch it. <laughs>
2: the cartoon itself started in 1973. ABC ran on Saturday mornings, a Hanna-Barbera production. Get a little background here. Uh, filmation in the uh, late 60s, early 70s had had rights to a bunch of the DC characters. Hanna-Barbera, who had previously produced the Fantastic Four, got the rights and decided to produce the Super Friends. Very different time because late 60s, they had just gone through a huge thing with parental rights groups about violence in cartoons. So as a result, the Super Friends had to uh, resolve a lot of their differences a lot more peacefully and a lot less with physical violence. A lofty goal, I admit, but at the same time, it, it seems like you're up starting on an uphill battle to do a superhero cartoon.
1: Yeah, they, they had to limit how they threw punches
2: and all the violence that they could have. Now, this uh, show was uh, canceled uh, three times through the course of its 12-year run, but kept coming back. Sometimes first with reruns, then new episodes. Ran from 1973 to 1985. Quite
3: a run. It goes to show legends never die. Well, you figure we were all born
2: around that time, so Super Friends was literally around our whole lives. That is true. They also fell into the Hanna-Barbera trope of uh, you had to have teen characters on there, so they introduced the Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Even as a kid, I never really liked.
4: I didn't love love Wonder Dog.
1: It, It used to irritate me that they ate up screen time from the heroes that I wanted to see. Like I couldn't get Green Lantern and Flash on there As much, because Zan and Gina and Wendy and Marvin and the Wonder Dog.
2: Now uh, Angleek. Angleek. It originally was called the Super Friends, then the all-new Super Friends Hour, then Challenge of the Super Friends, the World's Greatest Super Friends, back to Super Friends, Super Friends, the Legendary Superpowers Show, and then finally, the Super Power Team Galactic Guardians.
1: Where by the end it was basically just Darkseid every week. He was their Gargamel.
2: Now, kind of groundbreaking. A lot of things happened. The first animated origin of Wonder Woman to ever appear. It had appeared previously in the Wonder Woman television show. The first origin of Batman ever in a medium outside of comic books was on the Super Friends. The first animated appearance of Plastic Man and the Green Arrow were both on the Super Friends. Uh, many of the villains, first animated appearance, first animated, first any other medium appearance of Cyborg outside of the comic books was the Super Friends. So, Firestorm. Firestorm, lots of firsts happened here. So, they made the lofty task of, uh, you know, trying to do a superhero cartoon without any violence. I came across this tidbit, which I thought would this is the perfect group for. Everybody knows they were the, they're based on the Justice League of America. Parade by Gardner Fox. The name was changed due to they did not want to be uh, accused of extreme patriotism.
1: (laughs) History repeats itself.
2: (laughs) Now, as ludicrous as that sounds, uh, I, in a slight way, can understand why they did that, being that the Vietnam War was still going on. Our government was not very popular. Watergate had happened. So, patriotism was kind of suffering in the country as a whole when this cartoon came out.
1: Sadly going in and out of fashion.
2: Uh, The legendary Alex Toth was brought aboard to do a lot of the character designs. He, uh, in fact, if you don't know that name, you should. He's designed a bunch of cartoons. He, in fact, created Space Ghost. Uh, And Johnny Quest. That's true, Johnny Quest as well, which is one of the most, one of the main reasons why parental groups shut down uh, cartoons so much. Johnny Quest being one of the most violent cartoons of that era. Fired real bullets.
4: It's a manly show for kids.
2: Real Bulls at children, mind you.
4: They had it coming.
2: <laughs> children should be seen and not heard. Now, uh, we're going to go into the era, the Challenge of the Super Friends era, which as a kid and probably still to this day is my favorite era. It's because they brought in the Legion of Doom. We got to see a lot of our great DC Super villains appear, which was, to me, pretty awesome because I always hated cartoon shows that didn't incorporate villains from the television show. I mean, it doesn't happen anymore, but back then... For anybody who was too young to remember, really, it was uh, Wonder Woman versus Mafia or Thug of the Week or the Incredible Hulk just fighting random biker gangs. You know, supervillains didn't appear a lot in these cartoons and uh, TV shows of the 70s.
1: And this era is so much better than later because later where they had Darkseid and his, you know, fourth world minions, here you had 13 DC villains and they were all applicable to the Justice Leaguers across the
2: board. Almost every member had an arch nemesis on there. Well, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman, Apache Chief, Green Lantern, and The Flash all had an arch enemy on the uh, Legion of Doom.
3: Majority were Superman and Batman villains. Hawkman
2: and Adam got got the screws put to them. None of their villains appeared in the Legion of Doom. They should have
3: had
1: Shadow Thief on here. That would have made sense to have Shadow Thief.
2: Even though I do believe Gentleman Ghost appeared on an episode of the Super Friends at one and He was not a member of the Legion of Doom, but he was more of a Hawkman villain. At least you got that. I mean, Franny, you have to love Gentleman a the supervillain with a monocle.
4: <laughs> it worked for me.
2: Now, interestingly enough, uh, they originally were going to be called the Legion of Evil. And some early designs had uh, Dr. Savannah, Poison Ivy, Abracadabra, Heat Wave, were all villains originally considered for the Legion of Doom, who did not make the final cut, obviously. Uh,
1: abracadabra would have been amazing. What a shame.
2: <laughs> they are... <laughs> So, could, you should have had the whole Flash's rogues gallery. They already had Grodd and Captain Cold. How many Flash villains do you need? All of them. <laughs> I mean, Superman had Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Bizarro, and uh, Toy the Man. Toy Man. And I, I don't know. I got now Solomon Grundy. I don't know who. Solomon Grundy's a Green Lantern villain. Yeah, but he's not a villain of any of the members of the actual of Super the actual, friends. Yeah. Fair and, enough. Super Friends also is the reason why Aquaman was considered a joke for like three decades as well.
1: So the Legion of Doom is based in a swamp. They have Solomon Grundy, who's from Slaughter Swamp, but they don't actually bring in Swamp Thing.
2: Yeah, and that's actually Slaughter Swamp that they're uh, in. They're in. Outside of Gotham City of all things.
3: (laughs) So they're all chilling in a swamp and not paying them rent. That's all I'm hearing right now. And free.
2: and fun fact: this was brought up on another episode. Uh, they led to the creation of the very famous tag team, the Road Warriors, the Legion, Legion of, of Doom. Doom. <laughs> Meanwhile, another bizarre thing is: uh, it says that the villains are from the uh, far reaches of the galaxy. There are only two members that are actually not from Earth.
0: I
1: never thought of that.
2: <laughs> Sinestro and Brainiac. That's
3: it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. The rest of them are from Earth, aren't they?
3: What are these two like villains not from Earth like? Being under the rule of Lex Luthor, this earthling, like, the
1: earthling. The smartest
4: of... criminal mastermind on earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <the, on>
1: <laughs> Luthor makes sense as the leader of the Legion of Doom, but it's just Sinestro and Gorilla Grodd taking orders from anybody is kind of. Eh.
2: So we're. It's a hard sell. Uh, I wanted to talk. I've done Super Friends episodes before, so we're not going to go crazy in depth of everything that's happened, but I wanted to go for a more comic accurate episode of the show. So we're going back to October 21st, 1978. The Secret Origin of the Super Friends. This is one of my favorite episodes as a kid. I hadn't seen it in years. Uh, Where basically the Legion of Doom uh, find out the origin of some of the Super Friends and they're going to change time. Now they've done another episode, which I can't remember the name of it, but uh, I think it was called The History of Doom where they went into the origins of the super villains. They were actually very accurate. Well, including Lex Luthor with his original origin of losing his hair. Causing him to hate Superman.
3: <laughs> Wasn't a, he's Superboy at that point? Yeah, he's even it? on the cartoon.
2: He's even Superboy. Pretty interesting. I mean, a cartoon... You know I don't know about this, but I always thought... Titanium? was that her name? Giganta? What's her Giganta. name? Giganta. I always thought she was a of the cartoon. I didn't find out until years, decades later, she was actually from the comic books.
1: Oh, she worked great with Apache Chief.
2: Yeah, not even Apache Chief, villain, but worked perfectly. Did you know that?
4: I did. Match made in Some patterns.
2: fan. I also... uh for the longest time, didn't know that that Toy Man costume did appear, even though it's terrible, did appear in the comic books at one point as well.
1: He's like radically different from the Toy Man that I remember where he's like basically Oz, you know, doddering old man
2: with a bow tie. And this is pretty different. So this episode is written by Jeffrey Scott, directed by Ray Patterson and uh, Carl Urbano. I was kind of surprised I could see that because so many Hanna-Barbera cartoons, when you try and find a writer, they just give you the writer's room and there's like 25 names on the list. Okay, You guys are really chatty Cathy's today. You asking me to run my gums? Be careful what you wish for. Now, uh, I remember for years this cartoon bothered you, Dave, because Green Lantern didn't do enough, according to you. He should have ran the whole show. Should have been the whole deal. It is uh, strange. The original line of Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman and Robin, and Aquaman. I don't know what led them to that particular group.
1: Yeah, really, it should have been Green Lantern and Flash. Then you'd have the Big Five. It's really what you need for the Justice League.
2: Yeah, and also, uh, this cartoon Deserves credit it was the first minority superheroes to appear in any animated cartoon, with Black Vulcan, Samurai, Eldorado, and Apache Chief. All creations of the show. Little, little bare minimum effort went into uh, creating them.
1: But they put them over though they didn't they didn't sit on the back burner they gave them all stuff to do Apache Chief Vulcan
2: I have a soft spot for him uh, even though I I think the guys deserve credit for trying even though they
1: El Dorado was the weakest of them one but they were all I think they gave them all something to do they were all important to the team I think Black Vulcan and Apache Chief might have been the most impressive
4: everybody loves Apache Chief
2: well I mean I think they deserve I know they'd be bashed by a lot of modern people but I think they deserve credit they they Made effort, and the Hanna-Barbera Studios, especially in the 70s, were cranking stuff out. So,
1: And it was more effort than anybody else was doing at the time.
2: It was probably more just laziness and speed and a, a schedule more than anything. I mean, think about it. To this day, most people still remember. I mean, a lot because of Cartoon Network, Apache Chief, and Black Vulcan, especially. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty well ingrained and into our psyche. Samurai, to me, is basically the Martian Manhunter, where he's got, like, every conceivable power that the situation <laughs> that calls at for. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they tried to get Black Vulcan, but, uh, well, they probably didn't have any Native American, Asian, or Latino superheroes in the DC Universe back in 1977.
1: No, I can't think of any analogs that they drew from at the time. I mean, Samurai is kind of like Red Tornado a little bit.
2: But they predate the Global Guardians, so they couldn't use any of those. In fact, the Global Guardians came from the Super Friends comic book. Yep. Um, the only other black characters these he had, I think was uh, Ty Rock from the Legion of the Superheroes. Is that his name? Yeah, is, is is that does anyone
1: know or I don't remember. I, you I, might be right. I'm not a legion guy.
2: I think it was Tyrock or whatever, who had the worst costume ever done. Oh, Do- was
1: that the one where he was almost like naked? He had the weird... And he had the white booties. Yeah, yeah, it was... yeah he looked like a stripper or something. Yeah. yeah, the, the,
2: the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah the reasoning behind that is Mike Grell hated the character, thought it was such a racist conception that he made the costume deliberately as, as, awful as, as bad he could, as he could.
1: Hoping it wouldn't get over.
2: John Stewart was uh, was around before this cartoon. John Stewart was. They did have some. Predates With Vixen. Even Scalp John's... Hunter. Technically, Scalp Hunter. I don't know if you want... <laughs> Scalp Hunter and a... Uh, that, would that would have been A bold move. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, there's a, a multitude of DC characters. We're going to go over some of the major players of this episode. Superman, the, you know, the greatest of all time, obviously created by Jerry Seigel and Joe Shuster. He is uh, voiced by uh, the late Danny Dark, who is, I believe, one of only two voice actors who voiced their character for every season of the Super Friends. I believe him and Casey Kasem uh, voicing Robin are the only two that every season they did the voice for.
1: That's impressive.
2: Batman was Olan Sol- o- Soleil, I believe is his name, uh, almost to the end, but then Adam West came and did the last couple of seasons. And for some reason, they replaced uh, Wonder Woman, which we'll get into in a minute. Now, Danny Dark, he was uh, mostly known for, uh, what do you call it when someone is, is the, the, the mouthpiece for a product? Uh,
4: Like a pitch man.
2: He's sort of a pitch man. He had done Chevrolet and Keebler, AT&T, and a whole bunch of stuff. That was mostly his claim to fame. Doesn't have a lot of uh, cartoon animation voice credits. Did not know that. Wonder Woman was voiced by uh, Shannon Farnon. She is still with us today. Really? Yep. She she voiced her for a majority of uh, until the very end was replaced. Most of her claim to fame was she's done a lot of character acting, not a lot of voice work. Uh, 1983 was the last time she had voiced Wonder Woman. Her uh, first role was in a on Burke's Law, whatever the hell that is. It's me. She, but she'd been on. Uh, she appeared on episodes of uh, I Dream of Genie. Uh, she also appeared in Flintstone vitamins commercials as well. A lot of character acting, but nothing. Uh, she was on the show Emergency.
4: Was she ever on a Wagon Train? <laughs>
2: could could be. She even came back in the 90s and did a lot of the voice. Uh, the Cartoon Network commercials when Warner Brothers got the rights back to the Hanna-Barbera Library and they started airing the Super Friends on Cartoon Network. So she came back and did the voice of Wonder Woman for some of the ads for that as well.
1: Oh, really? Oh, that's that's, pre- that's actually pretty cool.
2: So we go to uh, Green Lantern, created by uh, John Broom and Gil Kane. And if there's any confusion, this is the Hal Jordan version. The only one that matters. It's your boy, Dad. It's your uh, boy. He is, uh, was voiced by the late Michael Rye. Interesting enough, who also...
1: Fantastic voice, by the yes, way. Yes, he's got... Him love and super love that voice.
2: Him and Superman have the two best voices on this cartoon. He also voiced Apache Chief, and then he would go on to also voice Magneto on uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, the one episode he appeared on. <clears throat> uh, and uh, he was on a whole bunch of the Scooby-Doo's. He's always listed as additional voices. He was on 13 Ghosts' of Scooby-Doo, Pup Named Scooby-Doo. He was on a bunch of the scooby Doo's. He's one of the few guys, well, one of the three heroes I mentioned that did a lot of voice acting outside of the Super Friends. I always think it's weird when one guy, like, he did one animated voice. Like, I think the guy who did Blue Falcon only ever did Blue Falcon in all those years. Yeah, usually they were utility guys and they do three or four voices.
4: You can only go down from Blue Falcon. There were no Ted Knight.
2: Uh, And so, some of our uh, villains, uh, Lex Luthor, uh, he was voiced by the late Stanley Jones. Uh, who on a previous episode, Jordan, you'll remember this, he voiced uh, Dracula on Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. Oh, yes. In fact, that was kind of a, a makeshift trivia question you got wrong at the time on that episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you just suck at trivia. I'm, I'm not a trivia guy. I'm
2: Jordan not batting very high with trivia. Dave is the uh, <laughs> undisputed trivia champion of this episode. I don't know if I mentioned that or not.
3: Undisputed. Franny can't even dispute that. Ask a two thousands baby what what goes on in the eighties, and
4: <laughs> and still Stanley... he asked him some softball DC questions. Of course, he got them right.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> it happened to anybody? Luthor, I forgot to mention, created by Cy Gallen Schuster as well. He also was the voice of Riff Raff on Heathcliff.
4: <laughs> I got nothing.
2: <laughs> what do you think, uh, Garfield or Heathcliff? Which one is you uh, going?
4: I was a Heathcliff guy.
2: I'm Garfield. I loved the Heathcliff comic strip. But I was always weirded out because he never talked in the comic strip, but then he had a voice in the cartoon. You know who Eve Cliff is, Jordan? Nope.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, he's
2: Garfield Light. Nan the Cheetah, who was also uh, created by William Moulton Marson and H.G. Peter. Uh, Marlene Aragon was the voice. She had a lot of different uh, voice acting credits, she was uh, Synergy on Jem. I've never seen an episode of Gem in my life. Uh, it was truly outrageous. I truly, yeah, I truly am of the right outrageous. thing, right, Jim, I believe so. Jim yes, Holograms is truly outrageous. But she also she uh, did voices on uh, the Happy Days uh, cartoon, which was that called the Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, or was that just? I a, believe so. Yes, where the Happy Days Gang got a time machine or a spaceship and Very weird concept.
4: I don't remember.
2: The Quickie Koala Show. She did voices on as well. Quite a library. Quickie Koala.
4: Is that like a
1: spinoff of the Monchi Cheese or something? <laughs> what is the Hanna Barbera show?
2: I don't remember that show. remember my... the Monchi Cheese. Yes, I... yeah, <laughs> they were pretty cool. From the late '60s to the early to the early '80s, Hanna Barbera was cranking out everything and anything. Yeah, they between did have just a lot of shows, made up stuff, knockoffs of their own cartoons, or every property they could purchase that'd be willing to let them do a cartoon
1: yeah if they had a hit they would rip off their own hit
2: (laughs) They rip off literally their own cartoons as well as any property that would say yeah go ahead they'd crank out a cartoon i don't think people appreciate the effort that that company i mean a lot of filmation ruby spears they cranked out a lot of stuff but Hanna Barbera had so much going on and this was all like hand-drawn and sell animation this wasn't any computers or anything like that
1: the animation was probably all done stateside right that, I don't I think it was. Uh, shame on me probably. for not knowing that. I mean, but I I'm think not so. positive, but I
2: think it was. I don't think they farmed it out. Well, if anyone out there knows that, let me know and go on their social media. Now, Super Friends, also, well, Hanna Barbera in general, uh, they're also known for a lot of errors because of the rush, which we're going to discover a few <laughs> probably on this episode. The most uh, apparent one, which from my child I remember, was uh, Spider Man is Amazing Friends, which wasn't Hanna Barbera. I don't know who off the top my head produced that. There's an X-Men episode where there's two Cyclops in a shot. <laughs> like, Cyclops, there's two of them. You're seeing double.
1: Oh, they love doing that. Uh, Robin's R would be inverted a lot. Uh, yes. It would be filmation into a negative
2: R. <laughs> that, or, that R, the they never could get. In Batman's symbol, sometimes they'd forget the yellow be, a bunch or of times.
1: all yellow. Or Hawkman's <laughs> wings would disappear in some episodes. Somebody else would be standing in a room they shouldn't be standing in.
2: Well, on that note, we're going to take our break. Hopefully my guests find their tongues, and we will uh, talk about the secret origin of the Super Friends. We're going to run our gums. This guy cut me off here. (laughs) You should also go watch the secret origin of the Super Friends. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Joining together from remote galaxies are the Legion of Doom, dedicated to the conquest of the universe. Only one group can stand up to this threat, the Super Friends. You all know what to do. Let's go. The amazing adventures continue with The Challenge of the Super Friends, the complete first season on DVD. You puny Super Friends are no match for us. I've got to act fast. With 16 premiere episodes from the original series, you'll get over 8 hours of content with more sinister plans. I've always got another ingenious plan up my sleeve. And more super heroic. This is a job for Superman. Meanwhile, back on the DVD filled with extras, take a trip back in time with your favorite heroes in Saturday Sleeping Bags and Super Friends, a retrospective. And the Legion of Doom is in full session with a look at your favorite villainous characters. But never fear, the Hall of Justice has its own character bios. The Challenge of the Super Friends, the complete first season. You can own this DC Comics Classic Collection 2-disc DVD and catch more of your favorite DC superheroes from Warner Home Video. It's Monchi-Chi, girl doll, boy doll. School time and football fan outfits are each sold separately.
4: Monchi-Chi, Monchi-Chi. Oh, so soft and cuddly. With the thumb in her mouth, she's really neat. Fun to wiggle with little feet. Ya, ya, ya. Ya, ya, ya. Happy, happy
0: Monchi-Chi. I love you, Monchi-Chi. Monchi-Chi. girl doll, and boy doll are each sold separately. From Mattel. But they sure hope to get back to 1957
2: Milwaukee! Can you dig it? Yeah! Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent-looking podcast...
0: Banded together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time, The Legion of Doom! Dedicated to a single objective, the Conquest of the Universe! Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat: the Super Friends.
2: Hey, we are back, and hopefully you also watched Secret Origin of the Super Friends. Something we didn't get into. It's now this is very hard to find on any streaming service. I know, it used to be on HBO Max, but uh. Very hard to find now. Uh, I couldn't even find complete episodes on YouTube when I was looking for this.
1: It's another reason why physical media is so important. Hold on to your DVDs and Blu-rays, folks. I have every episode of this entire
2: season, all 12 years. Thank God. I think on Amazon you can pay for some of the episodes, but I think even those are like not all available as well. It's bizarre.
1: Oh, You heard that thing on PlayStation where they just pulled like a huge chunk of their library from... People that
2: had bought things digitally on PlayStation. Oh yeah, right. they bought it, and so it was they, not a rent; yeah. they actually bought it. It was on their PlayStation, and then they just pulled it just off.
1: Gone. Your ability to watch these things are is only as good as your relationship with this company online. Once that's over, it's over.
2: I think it's a secret plan. So a couple of years from now, they can re-release it all and make a bunch of profit selling reselling this stuff because you can't find it anymore.
1: Yeah, but how much are they going to edit out? Like, what's the offen- what'll be offensive five years from now, and they're going to edit out entire episodes? <laughs>
2: All right, but that's uh, did that take you all? Well, not you, Jordan, but uh, did it take us all back watching Secret Origins of the Super Friends?
1: Yeah. I was
4: ten years old again.
1: That was pretty cool. I I
3: haven't seen the episode in a few years, but it, it, it's a treat. Reminded me of my early childhood when my my dad would show me these cartoons, and I the age I was, like I I enjoyed it. Like I I had a good time with the show. Well, at the time, also, I
2: mean, I I often wonder this. Do you think we liked it so much because there were no other. Cartoons from the comic books at the time period, or is it just that that great of a show?
4: Well, it probably didn't hurt, but overall, it's, a, it's actually a really good show.
2: We had nothing else to compare it
4: to, but
1: yeah, you get to see all. I like seeing all the the B, C, and D list DC heroes. I think that's cool,
3: and the fact that you actually get to see some of the origins done pretty faithfully is pretty cool. The closest thing to like kids my generation like that got to see like most of the characters like in their comic accurate looking suits and. Like that was probably like the most comic accurate that I got to see them.
2: We bring up a good point. A lot of times people ask me, why animation? What I like about animation, for the most part, they always tend to stick to the designs from the comic book. They don't make changes like live action do. So it's always a lot more pleasing to the eyes, in my opinion. If you look at this, none of the classic characters' costumes are
3: changed at all.
4: Nobody's wearing padded leather suits everywhere.
3: <laughs> With, Huffles. like, digital lines all over their suits. And- buckles and laces and pouches on
1: the sides also you figure what well, this is what 78 did you say this episode it's check
2: notes october 21st 1978 so most of these dc
1: characters aren't that old at this point because <laughs> most of them really started around you know 60 to 63 they most of them the bulk of them made their debuts so yeah they're like only about 15 years old at this point that'd be like doing a cartoon now on characters that came out around
2: 2010 you know wouldn't seem that old Guess he's got a point there. We open with our amazing credits, where we get the every episode we get the rundown of the Legion of Doom and the Super Friends, and we open with the establishing shot of Slaughter Swamp, where the Hall of Doom is, which I always thought was weird that that is outside of Gotham. Just Gotham doesn't seem like a city that would have a swamp outside of it.
1: <laughs> it doesn't seem like a, a place that they could hide more than once. You know, once they once they get found out or beaten one time, you think they'd have to find a new place to. Put that little Legion of Doom headquarters.
3: I'm surprised for a kid's show, they were able to call it Slaughter Swamp. That's, uh... I don't
2: know if they ever actually mention it in the cartoon itself.
3: We just knew it was.
2: We just knew what it was, because we knew it was the swamp outside of <laughs> Gotham City. And, you know, they're bickering like they always are, and Lex has another ingenious plan. No ego on this guy, by the way. Seems to be the uh, common theme, is that they're all mad that their plan didn't work, and then Lex has some new ingenious plan and puts himself over big time.
4: What I want to know is Manta tries to butt in and wants to implement his plan to destroy the Super Friends. What are you going to do? What the f- hell are you going to do? you
3: going to throw fish at him? Like <laughs> exactly. We never even got to hear. We never even
1: got to hear Black Manta's plan. Maybe he had might have had a good plan this time.
4: Better than Lex Luthor?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a- I don't know.
4: Considering the scope of Luthor's plan we're about to learn?
1: And uh, maybe they needed some fresh ideas in the Legion of Doom. Oh,
2: we never heard Black Manna's plan. Maybe it was better than Luthor's.
1: <laughs> what if Black Mana was meant to be the leader of the Legion of Doom all along and he never got his shot? Uh,
2: the whole gist of this is they've discovered some of the origins of the super friends. So they're going to go back in time, prevent their origins so they can't thwart their plans. using the, I believe it was the... Hall of Doom Time Conveyor Was that the name of it? Conveyor Belt Or Time Conveyor Need the flux capacitor Marty (laughs) So they're gonna focus I guess in their minds These are the most powerful ones Superman Green Lantern Wonder Woman Not the Flash Not the Flash She's the only other one I could
3: argue maybe I mean, the flash can like warp reality in time like with the speed like seems like the flash should have been the first guy that they eliminated
4: well we're going to find out time travel is pretty cheap in this episode <laughs> <laughs> you got a point
2: there so they originally go back to paradise island 1941 so we get a little continuity of uh, you know the actual origin of the uh, of wonder woman where we find out that uh, uh <laughs> this is an island of and I quote Eternally young and beautiful women.
4: Were they not young and beautiful?
2: <laughs> I'd want to go there. It's a little shallow. <laughs> no ugly women are allowed to be Amazons.
1: You ever seen an ugly Amazon?
2: Well, I have not, but uh, right, no then.
1: brown baggers involved. But I'm not sure
2: I've ever seen an Amazon other than Beth Phoenix.
1: She's a brick, And house, she's lovely. Don't like an Amazon. You're going to have an island full of butterfaces? <laughs>
2: But we get the uh, the origin of the statue get well it's not really clay but the statue gets turned into Diana you know cuz her mother wants a daughter and loves it and Athena grants her wish.
4: So fairly know, accurate. You know it's the 1970s when there's a naked child in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they actually <laughs> could
1: still depict that. Yeah, that's true.
2: And also they quote that Diana is the most beautiful of the eternally young and beautiful
3: Amazons. You know those I other don't. Amazons were like like come on, really? <laughs>
2: There's a war going on, they don't say exactly what war, but there's a great war that they need to send a representative, so they're going to have a tournament to decide who is the cream of the crop of the Amazons.
3: They sent her to America, of all places, like, uh, why didn't any other country need her in their time of need? Because America? Because America. America?
2: She has to wear a very clever disguise so she can enter the tournament,
3: because her mother would not want to send her off Paradise Island. (laughs) Only one who decided to wear a mask, by the
4: way. Who was fooled by this? (laughs) Especially her own mother.
1: There are only so many women, so many of these broads living on this island,
4: and one of them's wearing a mask. One of them just happens to be wearing a mask. Only one. I hear they're very comfortable.
2: So Cheetah joins the tournament as well. None of the Amazons are like, who is this girl I've never seen before?
4: Yes, this is even worse than the domino mask. It's a closed society that is eternal. eternal. You never noticed this blonde chick before?
2: <laughs> and this is one of the only episodes I, I can think of that any one of the Legion of Doom appeared out of their costume. Um, it comes down to, of course, Cheetah and Wonder Woman, because I guess Be- Cheetah's better than every Amazon.
1: <laughs> the final two contestants are the only two that stand out. Yes. One that they've never seen on any of these city streets on Paradise Island, and one ah. girl with a mask. And they're the last two, and nobody questions it, much less Hippolyta. He-
2: so, uh, basically, uh, she uses her uh, a radar-controlled bracelets that cause her to cheat and beat Diana in this blocking lasers with your bracelets challenge. So, Cheetah, not Diana, becomes the new Wonder Woman. It didn't even seem like she cheated in it, though. It just seemed like she just beat Wonder Woman. No, oh, she used her radar-controlled bracelets.
3: <laughs> how did, like? How does that even work? Like, it just magically moves your arms, like, for you? Like...
2: I think it controls where the laser goes, so when you think you're going to block them, they go around. Mm. So this causes Wonder Woman to disappear and her become one. Now, this is like the most glaring plot hole in the whole thing. I mean, wouldn't this have greatly affected the result of World War II if Wonder Woman just wasn't there?
1: Either that or she really wasn't all that helpful in World War II. She, You know, she was the secretary for the Justice Society of America, so I think maybe by her not being there, nobody was making cookies and taking notes and serving coffee at the Janssen.
2: Well, I that was the yeah. Wonder Woman of Earth, too. Not, not this Wonder Woman mm-hmm. was never a secretary. No.
1: The Wonder Woman I know and love was the secretary of the Justice Society, and she was a darn good one. <laughs> Could have been a Gal Friday if she tried harder.
2: Well, we're going to go to... Uh... They're going to next take care of uh, Green, I can't even think of his name, Green Lantern. They're going to take care of Green Lantern, where Sinestro even says that uh, I can't wait to have his green flame out. Ha, 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 We got a lot of heel laughing in this. Uh, yeah, that was great.
1: So <laughs> you get the little tease with Sinestro, and you and you, when you're watching it as a kid, I'm thinking, oh, Sinestro is going to be part of this, but he can't be part of the
2: plan for reasons that we're about to see. So, yeah, they're going to go, this is probably, a, this is very, very uh, accurate Dave, you can attest Green Lantern Origin here presented to us.
1: Yeah, it looks like they were reading the Showcase 22, the Gil Kane script and uh, with John Broom because he shows up Ferris Aircraft and he's in his little flight pod and it, the flight simulator looks just like the one that Gil Kane drew.
2: Uh, we get to see uh, Abin Sur of all people. He says uh, honest and fearless is what he's looking for. Wasn't it honest and born without fear or am I wrong about uh, that? Honest and fearless, okay. yeah. They, they
1: toyed the wording over the years, but it was honest and fearless. It was the just rocket me. ship looked pretty close to Abin Sir's rocket ship.
2: It's just mirrors. It Abin Sur's voice actor, the most wooden performance of this goddamn cartoon. He's guy, uh,
1: yeah, he he seemed pretty bland. He wasn't like, dying. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't dying with gusto, though. He's Who going dies with, with gusto?
3: You're Sean <laughs> Bean.
1: Sean Bean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now they do edit out that there were two beings worthy of the Greenland ring on Earth. And Hal was the closest to having. Well, that was a retcon.
1: <laughs> that was that didn't come around until Green Lantern fifty nine. So originally it was just Hal. Oh,
2: so wait—that I never—I've actually never read the first appearance of Green Lantern. So that was a retcon. That's yeah, that super. was
1: a retcon that came years later. That originally it was just he selected Hal. He just needed to pick someone who was honest and fearless, and it selected Hal. Then years later, you find out oh, there was a second choice which would have been Guy Gardner, and then they do a whole what-if story on if Guy Gardner had been chosen. And then years later, they John Stewart asks, well, hey, why was I passed over? And Hal tells him, well, you were like 12 at the time.
2: Huh, well, I always give the writer's credit. I thought that was a clever idea, but now it's just another retcon. Just another retcon.
1: <laughs> it's just that retcon came in the 60s itself.
2: This was the ingenious plan. This is how you know Luther's a genius. To prevent this, he just shows up and says... How Jordan, get out of the test pod, <laughs> and it works. It works. He's like, quick, hell, get out of the get out of
3: the cockpit. I mean, hey, there's green radiation roaming around the his little test pilot thing, and I mean, I'd believe him and be like, oh my god, I could get radioactive poison. I'm getting the heck out of here. If, if a guy in a in a
1: purple suit with a giant collar shows up and says, get out of that cockpit now, I'm gonna listen to him. He knows something I don't know.
2: So uh, Abin Sir gives. <laughs> Lex Luthor, the ring, in the big speech, and even calls himself the Green Luthor at one point.
4: Now, this is possibly the dumbest thing of the whole episode. Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. The ring is sentient, yes? Yes. So, when you tell the ring to go find a worthy recipient to be the new Green Lantern, and it, it chooses, should be able to tell that the world's greatest criminal mastermind <laughs> is not the guy you should give the goddamn ring to, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. It, it, the ring in the comics would have would know that it wasn't on Hell Jordan's finger at that point.
4: <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure I had that straight. Uh, it, that
1: whole plan would have fallen apart so fast because A, the ring, well, Abin Sur would have been like, oh, you're not the guy that uh, my ring just sought out. And even if he was confused, the ring would know the difference. And then even after that, after about a week or two, the Guardians would have come sniffing around to find out what happened to the ring for Sector 2814. Uh,
2: now, to me, the most ir- egregious part of this is he's the green Luthor, he gets the ring, and then it never comes up again.
4: Yes, that, that too. Why would Lex Luthor, of all people... Give up the most powerful weapon in the universe. One of,
3: one of the smartest villains in the DC universe with one of the most powerful weapons in the DC universe, and he just gives it up.
4: Just he throws it in a drawer it. and that's goes how, about his business. That's what
1: a genius Luther is. He doesn't need the Green Lantern ring,
2: <laughs> apparently. So then they're going to take care of Superman. We go to Krypton. We get a very comic accurate Krypton and Jor-el. That lo- cool
1: Jor-el outfit
2: you know, looks direct out of the comic. Krypton is facing ground quakes. Someone had commented, not earthquakes, but ground quakes. Ground quakes.
1: Very
4: nice. I like that.
2: Of course, the Kryptonians, they laugh at Jor-El. What a What a moron he is for trying to warn them.
4: So this has always bothered me in general. Okay, they didn't believe the planet was going to blow up. They were having ground quakes and disasters up to that point. They always were. No one ever said, well, something's going on. <laughs> they just like, nope.
2: I think there was a bit of, uh, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Where they had said that Krypton was shifting its orbit and that was the reason for these climate change events, and that once it shifted into its new orbit, it would go back to normal. That's what the council actually thought was going on. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that came up in a Silver Age story.
3: They actually showed people dying for a split second in uh, the Jarrell sequence, like...
1: Yeah, it, was, it was really quick the but way was, they snuck that in there with the animation. Well, the planet blew up, they all died. Well, all the, <laughs> the bridges are twisting and cars are falling off the bridges, so
2: you're like, oh... So they just end up rerouting kal ship, so it doesn't go to uh, Earth, it goes to a planet with a red sun.
3: I was like, why don't they just kill him? Like, blow
1: his ship up? Like... <laughs> divert it into the sun.
2: So when Superman disappears, he disappears from the Superman Appreciation Parade, which I guess... Becomes the Hawkman Appreciation Parade.
4: There's one thing we overlooked when the first two disappeared. They were off doing something. For some reason, Wonder Woman and Batman are using their jets to put out a forest fire. <laughs> which just didn't seem like something they should be doing. But then also... They should be putting out a forest fire? Or they weren't the people for the job. They weren't the people for the job. But also, when Green Lantern disappears, he's doing repairs on the JLA satellite with Hawkman... And Black Vulcan, who are out there shirtless and pantless and no spacesuits whatsoever, floating around in space.
1: Nymph
2: metal. N-th
1: metal is the uh. Nth metal is the unstable molecules of the DC universe. Oh, well, what's I,
4: Black Lightning's? I guess you. Oh, uh, Black uh, Vulcans. I, I, I,
1: use. I'm assuming that he is also using Nth metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe Green Lantern had like a protective bubble around him, one, him. Yeah, or yeah but he's, but he's I, got yellow he on his costume. So that that he's gone, gone, yeah. why doesn't Black Vulcan just? you know implode in space
2: you know now here at this point in the show there's some little errors things hard to swallow but i was on board the rush job and what goes on beyond kind of doesn't hold the second half of the episode that that well together they were conning us as (laughs) five-year-olds because that they've eliminated these three guys from history they just easily capture batman robin apache chief the flash Samurai, Aquaman, Hawkman with no effort whatsoever.
1: It is pretty much like the Justice League Detroit at that <laughs> point.
4: Also, at this point, they've all forgotten. They're standing right next to these people. They disappear. They totally forget they exist. Why does the Legion of Doom still know they exist?
1: Uh, oh, one. yeah. Oh, they must be able to... I, I don't know. Maybe they, they, they get <laughs> to retain their, their uh, huh? memories.
2: I don't so, know. They use their hypnotic anger ray... To make the remaining super friends attack each other for their amusement, I guess. Yeah, they split One
1: them of, up into two parties so
3: that they can <laughs> amuse themselves. One of the smartest villains in DC, he, he can make them fight to the death, but he can't create a, like a vaporized array that just kills them instantly. It's
2: just kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but Flash, Batman, Robin, and uh, is it Hawkman? No, it's Black Vulcan. Yes. They are just held in a prison, which Flash frees them by vibrating through the walls.
1: Flash just walks out because he's a Flash, and he should have been taken care of him in the beginning.
2: Uh, they find a tape of these three heroes that none of them have any memory of, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, which was titled Super Friends Elimination Plan Number 12. <laughs> what happened to the, <laughs> the first 11 plans?
4: Manta's plan was 13. They should have gone with it. <laughs> So yeah, they basically the
2: figure out that there were these heroes that they have no memory of, so they have to go back in time and give them their powers back. Which Flash goes to Paradise Island, and he counterbalances the 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 radar-controlled energy bracelets, whatever it was, so Wonder Woman doesn't lose and becomes Wonder Woman.
4: Hippolyta's shocked to find out the woman under the mask She's was her, her own daughter. daughter. <laughs> shocked, I tell you.
2: So that one I can kind of buy because... Uh, He's so fast, nobody knows he's there, so it's normal. But then, Black Vulcan goes and stops.
1: Also, that's a man standing on Paradise
2: Island. Oh, yeah. Island. You know, a man a back no then, thing. I don't know what the current con theory is, but back then, a man, if he stood on Paradise Island, they would all lose their powers.
4: Vibrating molecules.
2: <laughs> Black Vulcan interrupts, stops Lex Luthor from stopping Hal, so Hal actually goes. Evan, he, sir. he
4: interrupts it by
1: throwing a, a lightning bolt at Hal's cockpit to <laughs> shut the door. The, the lightning
3: bolt wraps around the thing and sh- slams the door shut so Hal can't climb out. So Hal must have been in that moment like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> So Hal Jordan's or- retconned
1: origin, according Fearless. to Super Friends, is he's in his test pilot simulator and this guy with a purple shirt comes up and says, Hal Jordan, get out. And then this black dude with no <laughs> pants is behind him, throws a lightning bolt at him and stops him from getting out. Then a green
3: beam pulls him out to an alien spacecraft. One of the greatest superhero introductions ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you would think that, that would uh, he would have a permanent memory and how Black Vulcan causing him to become Green Lantern.
1: <laughs> part of the Green Lantern myth. And the most
2: baffling part here is that Batman and Robin are going to make sure Superman still goes to Earth. The guys with no powers who take the Batplane into outer space.
4: Through time.
3: Batman takes a child with him, by the way. <laughs> That's
2: a good point. For they never really cover how they're just at the snap of a finger able to travel in time.
1: Yeah, they're just, what did they say, like, through their own devices would time travel?
4: Yeah, they would just time travel.
1: Their own way.
4: Yeah, Black Vulcan just zips up a lightning bolt around himself Uh, and disappears.
1: Flash is the only one there that makes sense that he could time travel. Now, you were saying, Jordan, they should have got on the cosmic treadmill, and Flash could have transported them there on the cosmic treadmill. (laughs) Yeah. But they didn't even do that. No, the Batplane just time travels.
2: Yeah, just, well, I mean, we're in the rush part of the episode, where they just, in space, blocked the blast that was supposed to send Superman off course. They're fine, though. Of course, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it didn't blow up.
1: <laughs> they and just took the bullet.
2: We get a pretty good retelling of Kyle el crash landing in Smallville and uh, the Kents finding him. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Jonathan Kent gets the biggest revelation in record time. Oh, we found him. and We'll tell the orphanage. We'll adopt him. And we'll name him Clark.
4: <laughs> He's a man of action, just like his son. <laughs> he
1: doesn't even talk about it with Martha. No. He's just like, hey, I... <laughs> I just signed us up for 18
2: years of this. It was uh, Attack of the Clones all over again. We'll adopt a little girl. We've always talked about adopting a little girl.
1: She will be loved. might want to consult the wife about this.
4: Someday she'll get us all killed. <laughs>
2: so the heroes are back. We get a big explanation of why. Because their origins are back to normal. Uh, we get your typical, the super friends, beat the LOD. But they escape, as always. Even On top of that, when
1: uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern reappear, they reappear in the Justice League headquarters. <laughs> they don't reappear on the satellite and in the parade. Nope. And, you know, where they actually were originally.
2: Green Lantern makes green anchors to hold down the, uh, the Hall of Doom. Superman uses heat vision to free them. Wonder Woman catches three jets at once with their magic lasso, which yes. is pretty impressive.
4: That's the best part is when the Super Friends show up, they immediately... Take to the fighter jets. Why?
2: <laughs> Have we <laughs> ever seen those fighter jets before? Probably not. I liked how uh, Lex Luthor and Captain Cold were riding yeah, in I, one together. I don't
4: know That made me laugh so hard when I saw that. <laughs> Did you notice when they exited the, the Hall of Doom, there was four jets, but they only captured three? <laughs> three? So well, who got away? Who
3: got away?
2: <laughs> and in the typical fashion. Black like, mana. Ca-
3: <laughs> Black Manta was ahead of the curve and nobody wanted to admit it. <laughs> Black Manta was sick of Luther's crap.
2: They capture him, they give a speech, they just all watch while the L O D escape, and then they give a speech how they're gonna beat him again tomorrow. And that was pretty
1: much the end. But he has a pun though, he tells him he's gonna give him the slip with the slipstream yep. or
2: something. slip stream, slip through time. Well, not time today, but there'll be time tomorrow. That was a super friend's motto is always tomorrow, we'll take care of these guys tomorrow.
4: Why didn't it end with a group laugh?
2: Those are always (laughs) tremendous, but
1: but, well, that's—I mean, wasn't there there enough enough, glee or anything like that? Wasn't there
2: enough laughing? Luthor himself did like four here laughs, and did a here laugh. I think Bizarro did one too, if I'm not mistaken. Let's go over some of just the sloppiness of this cartoon before we get any kind of review. Like, Lex Luthor is missing his gloves in one scene. Hawkman's missing his pants in another scene. (laughs) Uh, In another scene,
1: Green Lantern and. Black Vulcan and all of them come to rescue them, and Green Lantern is one of the
2: captives. So Green Lantern rescues himself, essentially. (laughs)
3: There's one point where Wonder Woman's eyes, like, disappear completely (laughs) behind her mask. (laughs) Yeah, she had no eyeballs.
2: Some real, real quick sloppiness going on in this cartoon. And... Aquaman, Apache Chief, and Samurai almost all say nothing. Aquaman doesn't have a single word of dialogue.
4: or Sam- well, Samurai and Apache Chief S- both... Uh, they say their catchphrase. They're catchphrase.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, most of the Legion of Doom, for that matter, yeah. have no dialogue.
2: <laughs> well, it was only... Uh, Toy Man doesn't say anything. Riddler doesn't say anything. But the rest of them, I think, speak. And, no, Brainiac said nothing, but like Grodd and Solomon Grundy both spoke up. Scarecrow did, too.
4: Yeah, Scarecrow had the best line of the whole thing. When Luthor becomes Green Lantern... And shows up back at the Hall of Doom. <laughs> Scarecrow, it's, it's Green Lantern! Lantern. <laughs> Stupid! You're oh, in no. the middle of erasing him from history. You know it's Lothar. No, <laughs> that, was the, that was the plan. <laughs> oh, there's
2: also a scene where Green Lantern's green is black, black all of a <laughs> yeah, his,
1: his whole torso is black instead of green. Well, there's no color in space. Yeah, so. That's true. At least he didn't have white boots.
2: How do you feel about the ring is white with the Green Lantern symbol? I hate it.
1: I hate it. Oh, it looks hideous. I don't like that ring on the cartoon. It just <laughs> should be just solid green.
2: And There you have it. Super Friends, the secret origin of the Super Friends. Well, I did a previous episode on the, uh, the Justice League cartoon with their origin. Their origin was slightly better, <laughs> even though this is technically not the origin of the Super Friends. It's the origin of certain members of the Super Friends, so not really a fair comparison. But What do you think? It took me back. I hadn't seen this in quite some time. It was always one of my favorite episodes as a kid.
1: What a fun time. Yeah, just a fun little walk in the park. I like how faithful the origins are. As faithful as they can be.
2: Very vintage, not only 70s cartoons, but Hanna-Barbera as well. Oh, that's good stuff. And
1: you figure it's a shorter episode, too, because it's a section.
3: It's not like a whole episode. It's, you know, one story in the episode. So,
2: uh, Jordan, what do you think compared to the more of the cartoons you grew up with?
3: from honest like from what i know like i liked it a lot like it was it was pretty entertaining i could see like how people not like my generation you know like probably wouldn't take interest in it you know just because of the new modern cartoons they had like it was just more advanced and better written but
1: yeah, you was, grew up with
3: the justice league show yeah that's well, you were spoiled but like it, it was cool to be able to see like that kind of old school style and be exposed to it. So, I did like that.
2: That's another thing. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, now, uh, according to social media, now there's this retro. The DC animated universe all sucks now, and uh, yeah, why, there's this new retro that? thing where they all
1: think it's terrible and garbage and horrible. I've seen people saying that, I'm like, that was a great show. Like,
4: well, these are the same people who think Teen Titans is the greatest thing ever. Teen Titans
2: right. Go or the Teen Titans? That's, show? that's Teen
4: Titans my uh, go. right there, man. That's I
3: I
2: you love
3: that. that
4: show.
2: Teen Titans Go is a good time.
3: Teen Ty- oh yeah, a lot of uh, kind of like SpongeBob, like a lot of adult jokes they put in there. Like it's that is, like, some of these modern shows
1: are pretty good. Young Justice, I don't think gets enough love. That's a that's uh, a pretty. I good
2: reviewed show. the first episode. That's the only episode I've ever seen.
1: What I've seen of it's been pretty good.
2: Well, we're getting sidetracked. We're going to go to the ranking system. We're going right to the spectrometer. the show we rank what we just saw zero spectros absolute garbage four spectros being it just doesn't get any better franny we're going to start with you what are you going to rank secret origin of the super friends four 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 Four. (laughs) like i got it okay four is like a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes you're saying it's flawless there's not an error to be found well
4: there's clearly errors in it but that's part of the charm i mean it's part of the the heart of the thing.
2: You're sticking with four.
4: I mean, Kell is three and a half if you want, but I mean, really, it's a four. All
2: right, he's going for Jordan. How are you going to rank
3: it? I give it a two point five spectros. Like a little
2: lower than it I was, thought.
3: It was like it wouldn't have caught my attention for like very much like at at a younger age, but like I did enjoy like the style of it. Like the car, I would have been entertained by like the animation.
2: Okay, Dave. We got perfect. We got. Okay, <laughs> what are you gonna rank?
1: I, I my brain tells me to rank it two point five, just based on the quality of the show. But the the nostalgia in me brings it right up to three, just because you got Green Lantern's origins. So I, I'm giving it a three based on that. But I, I in my heart, I in my brain, I know it should be a two and a half.
2: I'm gonna go with a three. Uh, I enjoyed a lot. I like the comic actually of the costumes in, in the in the origins. I just, the writing is a bit suspect, and it is sloppy in spots, so I can't give it a perfect. Nostalgia carries a long way, so I'm going to go. Nostalgia
1: carried the day in this
2: one. I'm going to go three. I'm with you. What do you think out there? What did you think of Secret Origin of the Super Friends? You like it more than us? You couldn't have liked it any more than Franny, but you might have liked it less than us. Let me know what you thought. You Go to my social media and tell me. I'm at Matt Spectra on Twitter. You can follow me while you're there. Facebook, Matt Spectra through the multiverse. Follow me there. And if you ever uh, happen to stumble across Hive, I'm on there as well. Nobody nobody
1: stumbles across
2: Hive. (laughs) All lowercase letters. And let me know what you thought of Secret Origin of the Super Friends. Thanks, everyone, for uh, joining us. Uh, Always special to do these uh, big, double-sized episodes with four people.
1: Pleasure's all yours. (laughs)
2: Hey, we're going to do
1: these four-way episodes more often. There shouldn't be once a year anymore well man okay, he's trying to book himself into a job over here <laughs> <laughs> trying to help with the ratings here you got some you you, you broke out the big guns for this episode
2: well we almost didn't have four we uh, had a last minute substitution so.
1: that's so weird uh, that you would ever have a substitution on here <laughs>
2: i hope everyone will come back for another episode dave Damn. we know you're uh, with your popularity you'll come back for the anniversary uh celebration Yeah, I'm
1: I'm sure I will, and you'll roll out the red carpet for me, because the fans demand it.
2: I don't know if you know this, Randy, but uh, of all the guests on my show, Dave is the only person to appear twice in the top five most downloaded episodes of all time.
4: Not just an (laughs) undisputed trivia champion. Well, he takes up a lot of space, let me tell you, he needs two
1: spots.
2: (laughs) All right, on this note, this is the... uh,
1: Didn't come here to be made sport of.
2: This is, and I don't know with this group if you have anything, but this is the free plug time of the episode where I turn it over to my guests. If they have anything to plug, now's the time. Franny, you usually have something. We'll just start with you.
4: As always, check out my eBay store, Static Vintage. We have a full array of horror VHS for you, but none of them are 25 cents.
2: <laughs> Do you have any Super Friends merchandise for sale?
4: Well, I bought the DVDs to watch this, so maybe I'll put it on there when I'm done watching it. <laughs> Wait, you bought every season? Uh, just the one. Uh.
2: <laughs> Anybody else have anything to plug? I don't know what's going on with everybody's life. I'm a little out of the loop sometimes.
1: Not me. I I, I stay away from most social media, unless
2: I'm trolling people on Twitter. (laughs) Jordan, I doubt you do, but who knows? Oh, no, I don't got anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to thank you all for joining us. Thanks for helping us kick off 2024 and uh, look for exciting things. I want to thank you for listening. If you could subscribe to my podcast, I appreciate it. Give me a five-star review. Anything else with the algorithm, share it whatever, I appreciate it. I've had a good time and uh, hopefully I'm going to keep going. We're going to see what's going to happen. Well, we're going to see what 2024 holds. And if you haven't noticed, I have a guest on every episode. So if you're a comic fan or a cartoon fan and you'd like to be on, I'm always looking for new guests. Contact me. DM me on uh, social media or private message me on Facebook. And I would love to have you. Until then, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next time for another exciting episode of Met Spectro Through the Multiverse, everyone.
1: Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.
0: Excelsior!